Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Check, check, check. What up, world? It's the man with the plan, Burt McGurk, a.k.a. PR, the king of hearts, and you are now tuned in to Clocking Out, the podcast you listen to when you need to get motivated and inspired to doing bigger and better things. What is going on, everybody? How you doing? How you living? How you been? Thank you for joining another episode of Clocking Out. Today, we are hosting a Twitter Spaces. It is going to be recorded not only on the Twitter app that you can uh, go back and listen to through their Spaces uh, application features that's on there, but also we are recording this and it will be posted on all of Clocking Out podcast playlists that you can stream on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever your choice is of streaming services. And today we have a very special guest by the name of Zane. He is the creator of Chippy's World NFT. Zane, how's it going? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thank you for being on and for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. This is um, this is fun. I know we've been meaning to chat for a while, so I'm glad we could do it. Yes, yes. It's been a minute. I just wanted to make sure. I would have did it a lot sooner, but I wanted to make sure <laughs> that um, I had all my information correct. I was also trying to build up some momentum on here. I wanted to make sure that we built up uh, the proper um, basically a, a, a attention to get people to come and visit and, and learn. I didn't just want it to be people interested in collecting a pull app or anything. I wanted to actually have people come and try to learn about actual uh, an actual decent project because there's so many different NFT projects out there that people tend to get lost and uh, don't really have the proper information and just there's a lot of pump and dumps and a lot of projects that are getting rug pulled. So I wanted to make sure that I was doing the proper due diligence of getting all the information regarding you and your project and so that we can share it with all our listeners and followers and actually get them into supporting um you know uh, official projects you know yeah i love that that's great so before we go any deeper can you please uh tell us a little bit about yourself who you are what you do and uh what led you to be where you are right now with chippy's uh chippy's world and i'll ask some more in-depth questions but if you can just give a little background so people can have a better idea of who you are and what it is you do yeah of course man i mean like i guess the two minute you know, bird's eye view version is, um, so currently I'm the uh, creator, the artist uh, of a collection called Chippy's World. Uh, it's an NFT collection of 2,500 uh, things called Chippies that dropped back in April, late April of 20, this year, 2022. Um, prior though, um, I used to be on Team Gary V, so Gary Vaynerchuk's personal brand, um, doing a lot of things, doing, being the community guy, doing, uh, being the producer for uh, Tea with Gary Vee, his morning show. Um, I was a platform producer for his Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. All, I just did a lot of different fun things and got to learn a lot. And uh, eventually after doing, after being on Team Gary, um, <laughs> Gary was starting something called V Friends, his uh, inaugural NFT project. And um, I just happened to be in a position where it made sense for me to um, joined vFriends before it started. So I joined vFriends as the second employee. I was the head of community and content for vFriends. Um, and as I was in this brand new world, learning all things NFTs, Web3, crypto, um, to do good at my day job with Gary, as I was learning it, I was like, yo, this is so cool. I, I could see myself as a creator getting really into this someday. And so, you know, last year got to, you know, uh, plan, launch, build, grow vFriends as, as the head of community and content left in August of 2021 last year, just to like go on my own and just try things and, and, and have fun, um, did consulting and stuff for a while. And then uh, earlier this year in January, I thought it'd be, you know, I was finally in a position with my knowledge, with just everything that I felt confident to 
create my own collection called Chippy's World. And um, just at a very high level, uh, Chippy is a character I made right when quarantine started. So when COVID started, I was working on Team Gary. We were all stuck at home all of a sudden instead of being outside. So I was in New York City, but I was in a tiny apartment all day. Couldn't do anything, couldn't go anywhere. Um, and then after a couple of decades of, of not doing art, uh, you know, I found myself doing art again while I'm trapped inside this, this apartment in New York City. And uh, I, dude, I'm telling you, I, brought the, I bought this drawing tablet on Amazon. It was this really cheap drawing tablet. And as soon as it arrived, I was hooked. This is back in 2020 when COVID started. And uh, I just found myself drawing all the time, creating art. And through that, I created a series of characters, series of um, these characters, these monsters I was trapped in my apartment with um, during quarantine. And I would be creating a ton of content around them and stories around them uh, on my Instagram and a very small following then. And uh, one of those characters is a red character named Chippy. So I've, I've been creating characters, I've been carry, creating content and stories around Chippy and his friends for the last two years. And then, of course, like I mentioned earlier this year, uh, I felt like I was in a good position to finally um, take that next step and create a generative, um, you know, uh, collection, generated collection around Chippy and his uh, his pals. And there's a lot of fun stuff we can dive into there. Yeah, exactly. I uh, The first thing I wanted to get into is um, before I start asking you all the Gary Vee stuff and everything, you said that you basically started in uh, around the time of quarantine. As being a, a creator and an artist, um, what's something that you can share with other creatives and other people, even if they're not a creative, that you would recommend or like tips that uh, you can share with people that helped you basically get through the whole quarantine situation instead of just sitting around and, and not doing anything? What's something that motivated you and pushed you to being creative, to just uh, going out your way and getting a tablet, like you said, regardless of whether it was uh, uh, an expensive one or not? It, what made you, what initiated that? What pushed you to, to get a tablet and start creating instead of you just taking the time to sit around and relax, you know, like a lot of people did? Because it was it's me, myself, and around um, quarantine right before it, was when I started getting the idea to do the podcast, but then as soon as the quarantine happened, it started making me like not, I wasn't motivated as much just because of the fact, the lack of interaction I was having with real life people, I was stuck at home and I felt like all these things that I wanted to do, um, I was just so stuck on the mindset of meeting people in person, of getting content, of being out in public. And then once all that stopped, I'm like, well, what am I going to do now? I can't do anything here at the house. There's no one that's going to want to see me record myself every single day or hear the same story of me just being home because we couldn't go nowhere. So what's something that helped you? Um, get out of the funk of just staying where you were and just adapting to just not doing nothing. Instead, you changed it and started moving forward to actually being more creative and coming up with a, um, a project and a collection such as Chippy's World or even just the character and all the monsters and everything that came along with it. All his friends that would randomly come over your house and make a mess. What is it that really inspired you to move forward with that and push you to get a tablet and start being creative? What's something that triggered that for you that you think is um, uh, some advice that you could give to other people that are probably probably in the same situation whether it's quarantine or not but it probably feel like they're just stuck in a rut that they can't have that creative um what is it that 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 ambition or just that push that they need what would you say was your push your nudge that got you to move forward to doing that yeah i, mean, I think it was just baby steps i um because my whole life you know i love to draw i've been drawing cartoons uh and comics and creating characters my whole life it's, it's just all i've ever wanted to do and for the longest time when i was younger like i'm sure a lot of us here are um, I had a lot of creative ambitions as I was a kid, but as you get older, 
uh, due to a lot of moving pieces, due to the realization that, hey, it's actually, you know, not very positive. It's, it's not, you know, you're, a lot of people tell you it's not very likely that you're going to succeed in this endeavor, stuff of that, stuff like that. Um, as I got older, I, I was like, hey, it's just not meant to be. I'm just not going to be an artist and that's okay. I'll, I'll, you know, I eventually got into HR and recruiting and went the adult route, went the responsible uh, adult route. And um, when COVID happened, I, I remember exactly, I remember we, I was at Vayner, you know, at, at my team Gary desk. Uh, I was like two rows away from Gary's office. That's where I worked. And like, I remember just like loving being there, seeing all the crazy shenanigans and stuff. And I remember when COVID talk was starting, um, it was like a random Wednesday and we all got sent home. It was like, hey, we're all indefinitely going to work from home. We'll probably be back in a week or month or something. Um, we'll, we'll be back. Uh, and of course, that never happened, by the way. It still hasn't happened. Uh, but but uh, I, I remember as I was taking the train home from Vayner that day, I remember being like, hey, I think it's going to be longer than what most people think. That's just the way things work. Um, I haven't drawn, I haven't done any art in like over, you know, almost a decade. Um, what if I bought a drawing tablet? Because now I'm, I'm saving two hours of commuting total every day. And I don't know what it was other than that. It was just more of a curiosity thing. Um, I think the, you know, I actually bought the cheapest tablet I could find because I think I was just too scared to really commit to it. You know, I was too scared to buy an iPad for a thousand dollars, which would have been like my entire savings. Cause I just didn't feel like I was in a position I was good enough to do go all in yet. But I just bought a random tablet that was like $200. And, uh, I'm telling you, as soon as I arrived, you just, I don't know what it was, but I was obsessed and it was the most fun I was having. And I think part of it was, you know, I wasn't, it was the reason to do it. Right. Like now I feel like some people get an NFTs because they know there's it's a way to get the money. And I feel like back then, at least, there was no money making. It was just, hey, I'm going to draw and create and put it out there. And um, just because I love to do it, you know, and that made it easy. And so for me, I, I guess going back to your original point about like, you know, a tip or, you know, any lessons learned, um, you know, I think it's just to put your work out there and you'll be very surprised not by the number of people who who you know react to it. I, I obviously can't promise that, but that there will be at least someone out there that appreciates it. That was the most surprising thing. I started creating these weird characters I was stuck at home with, um, and with no expectations of anything happening one day. I could have never predicted NFTs were going to be a thing in my life back in 2020. Um, and as I was producing these characters and sharing them on my Instagram, even on my LinkedIn, um, there were, you know, it wasn't a lot, but there was like 30, 40, 50 super fans over the last two years that emerged because they liked something about the characters I was making. Uh, and that actually pushed me to do a live show on Instagram back in 2020 during quarantine. We were all locked in. I would do a live show on Fridays. It used to be, I would always say it's going to be an hour and it would turn into like four hours of drawing. I had people come on and it was a ton, ton of fun. And um, yeah, I think, I think just put it out there, put your work out there. There's going to be someone, you'd be very surprised. There's always people watching. There's going to be at least one person out there who reacts and, you know, that compounds and over time it'll become five, 10, 20 people, um, you know, over a, over a long period of time creating and producing. And you mentioned how, um, because everything you're saying is, is literally things that I went through too. I think that's just the process that everybody goes through as far as when you're first starting. It's first getting over that hump of being scared of being judged and, and basically making your mistakes and all your moves public and, you know, just putting it out there. Because a lot of times, a thing that helped me back a lot was that um, I had the fear that I would put something out, someone wouldn't like it, but it was all mostly because of 
people I thought, like my people I knew personally. I was overthinking more of the people I knew, my friends, my family. But then when I stopped thinking about that and I started looking at, okay, what about the people who don't know me, who haven't met me yet? Uh, what, if, what if I went about it another way that I can attract them by doing something that I love and really, you know, going all in on it? So I, I know that that was something that stopped me. What was something, Is was there anything like that similar that popped in your head before you started? Or was it just the thing about you feeling like you didn't have an idea yet that you can uh, build up off of? So was it something like that? Or was it the fact that maybe you were overthinking as far as being judged by the people you were around because you were part of such a... Uh, um, such a, a a group like Gary V's team for doing all his uh, content for all his social media and stuff. What would you say is something that was that you had to overcome to start moving forward as far as creating your project? Like, even though you had the idea, do you think that maybe it was something like um, the people that you, you knew that would judge you as far as what you did? Like you said, it was NFTs. And I know for a while, NFTs were looked at like, oh, it's a scam, this and that. And now it's exactly like you're saying. Everyone's quick to jump on the bandwagon just because of the fact they feel like they're going to make a quick buck. And that's not always the case. You know, it, a lot of people make a lot of projects. Sometimes they don't, you know, get that many views or, or I mean, um, get that many sales or anything like that. So it's a little bit difficult and people get discouraged. Were you worried about anything like that as far as being discouraged from people saying something or by not getting a lot of views or likes or, or sales or anything like that? What was one of the things that you thought of or that could have held you back that um, was similar to something like that? Yeah, I think when I was creating content back in 2020 with these characters who were locked in, that kind of thing, um, it was actually pretty easy to do so. And that's a huge shout out to Gary because... Um, you know, Gary follows all his employees uh, and, and Team Gary and VFriends in particular on Instagram. And so I would like share, I'd be like, you know, I'd, I'd share an in-feed post on Instagram back in 2020. Like, hey, y'all, here's Chippy. Chippy and I are going to go live tonight. We're going to do a drawing show. And then Gary would like it. He would like support, like, the, you know, by doing stuff like that. So that was always really nice to know, like, I don't have to hide from my, you know, employer and, you know, worry about what they're going to think. Gary is like the biggest fan. Like, I, I made a drawing for Gary once. And uh, it was like a character of Gary. And uh, I just like taped it to next to the microphone where he has his Ask Gary V show. And I, I figured he would just take it down, you know, just whatever. And he like kept it up there for like three shows or like three Ask Gary Vs where like, you could see my drawing just in the middle of the, the show with his guest. And like I, I would sometimes, you know, I was Gary's Instagram producer for his content. And so I would work with our creators. And there were a couple of times where I drew like a doodle where it made sense. And I would just throw it into the video. And there's a couple of like old IG, you know, videos where Gary himself has seen the videos where like my drawings will appear in the middle of the video for like half a second, you know, stuff like that. So I knew Gary was like a, you know, very supportive or whatever myself and the employees wanted to do. So I think that safety really allowed me to not have to move in fear, uh, which was really cool. Um, and, and so that was really nice. I think with the NFT project though, you know, it's, um, I spent, the reason I launched it now in 2022 versus last year when arguably could have been much easier to launch it just given the amount of just people that are in the space now um i i just wanted to do it right you know i i could i knew i wasn't afraid of anything but i knew that it's a big responsibility <laughs> and so i wanted to make sure i really understood what that meant so obviously launching v friends helped me understand a lot of the um community side of things when it comes to an nft project and growing it and scaling it also you got to remember v friends series one was so early you know it was before board age before a lot of projects that VFriends Series 1, even though it was only 10,255 NFTs, it took 21 days to sell out. Like, that's how early we were. So I was like, great, I was the community guy 
for a project that's like slowly selling out. So there's a lot of cool things learned there. I obviously bought a ton of NFTs last year just so I could get into community, see what's working, what's not working and understand what it really would be like. Um, so more so I wasn't afraid of like putting my work out there and, and at least with the NFT side of things, I was more so worried that like I, I would underestimate the amount of work and responsibility it would take to do it. Uh, and so I just wanted to make sure I understood that over the last year before I got in this year and, and kind of did it, you know. And before you you started doing your own project, is there anything else that you well besides for working with Gary and the V Friends um, team and everything? Was there anything else that you did or that you have experience under the Web3 space or was working with Gary your first time entering that area and learning and and sorry about, yeah. learning about that? Yeah, I mean, VFriends was early, right? So VFriends came out in May 11th of last year of 2021, Series 1. Um, that was launch date. So I want to say, you know, I started hearing Gary talk about NFTs and crypto and Web3 back in December of 2020. Like that's the, that's the time that pops into my head. And uh, even though I wasn't on VFriends just yet, I think I officially joined like February, March, um, two, three months before we launched. Um, I, I knew back in December 2020, Gary was talking so much about the space that I knew at the very least I had to like start learning it just so I could produce good IG, like Instagram content for him. And um, yeah, I think so that was my kind of foray, right? It was VFriends, like being the head of community content for that. I learned a lot. There were a lot of late nights, early mornings. I was working a lot, but I got to learn a lot. And then after I left, I did some consulting. So I worked for Islands um, XYZ, which is a platform for um, like, the web3 space and communities um I, I consulted rarible for a little bit as well which is an nft platform a web3 platform and um, i also produced a, a very like one-of-one one, um collection called good morning doodles um this is before i knew this is before i really got into stuff more so like i didn't even create my own smart contract or anything i was uploading directly to OpenSea. Um, but it's these one-of-one, one, you know, 32 pieces of these one-of-one one random doodles and, and co comics and cartoons I would make uh, once a week. Um, sometimes I would upload two, sometimes I'll up upload five, and I would, like, promote them. So that, I think, um, you know, a mix of, like, working for other people and their projects and then having my own little one-of-one one collection on the side and getting to market that, getting in front of people, um, figuring out the process. Because at one point, I had too much demand, so I had to figure out the best way to, like, offset that so people didn't lose gas trying to go for it there were a lot of fun lessons learned there uh for sure and what would you say is one of the things that you had to overcome it like you said you went on to open and before you started making your own con your own smart contract for your uh collection and your project what's uh like something you say was probably one of the most difficult things or one of the most scariest things to jump into to learn um was it just understanding how OpenSea worked and the whole nft process or was it getting a contract or like did you do everything yourself did you have to meet up with anybody or link up with anyone in a sense of learning from them anything specifically regarding web3 and um you know creating an nft project is there anything you would say that was like a big step moving forward that once you figured it out you were like okay this wasn't as scary or as as intimidating or as hard to understand as i thought it was yeah so so when i launch i'll say this and we could talk about chippy's world because that's a whole different learning obviously but i'll tell you when i uh created the one of one good morning doodles collection uh this was october of last year it's not even that long ago but it feels like forever and um i remember i remember like vividly i created so here's what happened i, I had a comic it was this funny two-panel comic. It was me making fun of, like, the NFT space. And uh, I shared it on Twitter and Instagram. And this one 
comic that I just made for fun over, you know, a, a little bit of time, um, it got way more traction than anything I posted in like the last two months. Like I could just tell people really vibed with it. It was a funny, you know, joke uh, around the word GM. And uh, for whatever reason, I don't know why or when or what, but I was just sitting in my like living room and I was like, hey, I've always been thinking about making my own one of one art collection. Like how funny would it be if like this was the piece? Clearly, you know, people like it. Like I'm sure someone's going to buy it if I make it only one. And so, yeah, I minted it right away directly on OpenSea. Um, I shared a tweet. I was like, hey, I just minted my first piece of art. Hope you like it. And dude, within 12 seconds, it sold. And it sold to one of my good friends, Storm, who was a VFriends moderator. So shout out to Storm, who, who picked it up. And it was like 0 0.06, which at the time with ETH, it was like 600, uh, I think, dollar. No, sorry, it was $200 USD, excuse me. And um, even though $200 like, isn't life-changing, by any means, I remember, I remember like, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe like someone owned this thing, bought it. I got you, I got the money right away. And I couldn't believe that the transaction was so smooth, frictionless, easy. And I couldn't believe like someone I, someone I adored, like one of my good friends had the thing. It, it just felt so cool. And I remember that in that moment, it clicked. Cause at first I was kind of afraid there was a little hesitation, like, you know, Hey, is this silly? Is, are people going to are people going to, you know, kind of like what you mentioned, the judging, are people going to judge me or, or what are people going to think? You know, it's not like, it wasn't, it's a stick figure, by the way. It's not even like, a, like it's not a full drawn character. It's a stick figure, essentially, almost. It has a very like simple vibe to it. So I was like, well, you know, people are spending, people are spending so much time and effort putting, creating these beautiful works of art, thousands of hours. I created this like doodle, like, like, or what are people going to think? And of course, Storm bought it. And so that gave me a little bit of permission, but I still kept creating in my own style. So I was like, well, Storm is my friend. Of course he bought it. And then I produced more um, drawings in my own style. And of course, sure enough, the way I was marketing um, started working and there were always people buying these one-of-one -one pieces. So yeah, I learned a lot there. I think just like everyone, right? I had a hesitation of like, what are people going to think? Am I doing this the right way? Is this like what NFTs would want? And then if, it was always just me overthinking because I was like, I would always take a step back. I was like, Dude, Gary made doodles and like made them come to life with VFriend Series One. Everyone just has to do things in their own way, you know. Exactly, and um, just like you you were mentioning, as far as um, coming up with stuff, and and you, you had people that you knew that went and you bought that uh, bought your um, first uh, your doodle stuff. I, I want to let everybody know real quick. If anyone is interested to check out the Good Morning Doodle page on OpenSea, you can also look at the uh, links that I have pinned up top. Um, one of the links on there uh, go to his open sea, not only for Chippy's World, but also for the Good Morning Doodle. And um, besides that, I wanted to also ask you about how you went about doing your uh, live, your drawings on the live stream. How did you go about that? What was the first area that you went to? Did you start only on Instagram or on YouTube? And other than that, what would you say was the longest amount of time that you ever put in a, in a live stream when you were drawing? Um, back in 2020, uh, since I was uploading, I, I was using Instagram like way more than any other platform then. I don't even touch it pretty much anymore now, um, just cause the way my, you know, where I'm spending my time. But, um, back then it was Instagram. That's where I was spending like all my time when you were in quarantine. Uh, and, and, uh, and so I was doing my IG lives on there. I was doing my drawing lives on there and they would happen on Friday nights and they would all be, there was always be scheduled for an hour, but I think the, the shortest one we ever did was three hours. Like they were always go forever because no one had anything to do we would just sit at home all day and we couldn't go anywhere so all these people were joining these these lives i was doing 
and I would be drawing. I, and because it was an Instagram, you could request to come on, your, your face would pop up, right? Um, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, I think like, I think the longest Instagram live we did back in 2020 was like six hours. I remember we got done at like 2 a.m. or something. Um, so that was wild, but it was so much fun. It felt so effortless, you know? I was just having, I was having the best time. And I remember telling myself, I'm like, yo, if I could get, if I could get paid enough money to get to do this for most of my hours in a week, like I will be so happy one day. Um, and so, yeah, in 2020, it was Instagram. That's just the way I, where I was spending my time. I had um, pretty decent following there, at least like compared to my other platforms. I think I had like 10K followers that felt like there was enough amplification there to warrant that. Um, and then now this year with Chippy's World, with the launch of the NFT collection, I do um, I, a live every um, every Friday for the most part, where I take people's requests that are holders of my NFTs and create one of one monsters. The same way I have Chippy as my best friend, I create their virtual imaginary best friends for them. Um, and those are definitely shorter because just the format's a lot different. Um, those go anywhere between an hour and a half to, to two hours. I don't think we've had one more than that, but it's a newer show. You know, I started a bit, about maybe like a month, two months ago. Um, so it's still something we're tweaking and trying to figure out, but uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and everyone who's interested in that, it's called Drawing with Zane, correct? On YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah, right, it's called so, Drawing with Zane. The thumbnails uh, are being worked on, but yes, it's. Uh, I think we just finished episode eight last week, so it's been uh, it's been fun. If anyone is interested, please make sure not only that you're following Zane here on Twitter and also his uh, his uh, NFT project of uh, Chippy's World NFT, but also the link to his YouTube channel is up on top. Also, please make sure that you go and subscribe and check out the next episode of Drawing with Zane. You never know what type of monsters are going to come out of there. Speaking of monsters, being that you created Chippy and Chippy was staying with you inside quarantine, you mentioned how you had a whole bunch of... Uh, or on your or your website, you talk about how he would invite a whole bunch of his friends without telling you and cause a whole mess and everything at your house. Can we get into that? And the uh, they're called gnomes, right? Kinda, yeah. So back in in 2020, when I was creating these series of monsters that um, I was trapped in my little apartment with in, during quarantine, uh, you know, at first Chippy wasn't the mascot. Chippy was just a side character. There was no mascot. It was just a bunch of random weird strange characters I was locked in my apartment with and for whatever reason I, I just noticed again I always listen to the feedback both quant and qual and I think I got that through working on team Gary right so like with my first good morning doodle like I shared earlier I only minted it because I noticed there was a lot of people that liked the doodle on Twitter and on Instagram and similarly when I created Chippy back in 2020 even though I was showing other monsters for whatever reason anytime I shared Chippy people would get really excited both the quant data in terms of like comments, likes, engagement, but also the qual in terms of the quality of comments were always so much better whenever Chippy was at the forefront. So for so I took that as a signal, like, wait, people like Chippy for all these different reasons, he's going to be the mascot. Um, and so that's kind of how that emerged. And um, yeah, you know, I was, if you look at Chippy's, like, if you look at the first ever image of Chippy, uh, which is also part of Chippy's world collection, I, I had six images from 2020. Um, he's this like tiny red monster but his shape is completely different. He doesn't even have a mouth. He just has two small little eyes. And again, that's because he was a side character. So for the last two years in public, I've been figuring out and discovering and creating the personality of Chippy, right? Like try, you know, and now we know what he's like. Now if you've been following along, you know, he's troublesome and sneaky and funny and charming and smooth. Um, he's all these qualities, but when he started, he was none of that. <laughs> like, you know, I've been figuring that out for two years, 
creating this character, um, posting regular content around him. And, and through that, I've, I've created this persona. Um, and so, yeah, I think like that, that's what's been really fun about this whole journey is getting to figure out who this character is and now getting to a place where we, we can finally tell his story because no one knows where he's from or anything like that. And, and also in 2020, I was creating a ton of friends. Like you mentioned, um, if you go back to all my old content, um, Chippy's not alone. He has a ton of friends. Uh, he's inviting over. Some of the monsters are big, some are small, some are tiny, some are furry, some are, um, you know, they're all different. And uh, that was a lot of fun creating some of those characters. And uh, half of those, um, th so there's 24 companions, like friends, uh, characters in Chippy's World NFT collection. And half of those are from characters I created back in 2020 who have been repurposed in this like PFP format. Um, and, and it's cool because, you know, their like first appearances still exist on, on social media. You can go back and see, you know, their first appearances from 2020 on my uh, Instagram and stuff like that. And you mentioned how basically over the years, not only did you evolve the way that Chippy looked and his features and everything, but you also got to learn more about Chippy and his personality and who he was. Um, what would you say, besides for shopping and playing in the snow and celebrating holidays like Halloween, what would you say are some of the most um, best moments or memorable moments that you created with Chippy? Oh, uh, dude, I love that question. Sorry for any background noise. I'm just lowering my, my standing desk. Um, yeah, I, uh, there's so many, dude. I th The one that really pops into mind, there's a really funny one early on. This is like early Chippy. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to see if I can find that. I'd have to like go back on my Instagram and do it. I'll, I'll send it later. But um, there's one where he it's just a picture of Chippy on my countertop in New York. And uh, he's trapped under like a glass, like a drinking glass. And the whole story was like, I, he was running around, so I had to trap him, and I was finally able to trap him under this glass. But dude, you would have thought, based on like, because I shared it on my Instagram story, you would have thought I shot a person. Like people were like, "No, poor Chippy, you, you, I can't believe you did this, Zane. You're evil." Like people were legit pissed, and uh, it was so funny that uh, people were so upset about a character that you know, <laughs> again, like didn't exist. Um, but it was also great. Again, it was a signal to me that people, for whatever reason, jokingly or not jokingly, loved this little character. And, and that was, again, one of the reasons he became the, the mascot. And now there's a whole collection named after him. Yeah, I love that, man. Yeah, I, that was one thing that really attracted me to the whole collection and everything is that little by little, at first, before you actually drop the project, I would see these little pictures of this little red thing around. And I thought it was cool. And the more and more I looked at it, I remembered when I first got... Um, uh, I used to have like a note and it had the pen that the the little uh, stylus thing that came with it and it had the app where if you took pictures you can draw on it and I remember drawing little stick figures and everything just to add something different to my pictures that I would post on Instagram to try and get some like attention and stuff not that I was starting a project or that I'm I'm an artist or anything but it was just a cool little feature to have so when I started seeing you post up stuff and Chippy was like here and there I'm like yo this is really dope and it got me like really into it and I also started noticing Noticing how it went from this like regular little drawing to started slowly having more features and more details and things and um, the more I looked into it and I started learning more about the story and the background behind Chippy and as far as his friends and the monsters and all that stuff it was just it was something that reminded me of like a, a cartoon show that you would watch as a kid and like you got into like this new world and slowly you went from just knowing about the main character to then slowly starting knowing about all these other little characters and stuff so I just saw the 
massive potential that there was as far as a story and and just all these different versions of of either characters monsters whatever you would like to call them that everyone else can relate to or like maybe they would like a big hairy monster like you're saying or a slimy one or something so when i started seeing that you had the um youtube live uh stream and you were drawing all these other little gnomes and things i i fucking fell in love with it and it was like yo i have to figure out how i can learn more about this and share this with other people because i started seeing how like the thing that was bothering me the most about nfts at the time was like everyone was just sticking to like one theme everyone wanted to do like a monkey uh for like the bored apes thing and instead of like coming out with like something totally different that's what really attracted me to the whole chippy's world thing it was a little like what that's another thing like what is chippy like i still don't understand like is he a little devil is he a, a demon is he like you know what i mean and that was the thing that really attracted me to it like it wasn't something that you look at it and be like oh it's another animal that people are taking off just because it's a popular thing with this other project so they're trying to make their own version of it like you literally designed and created not only your own world but they these creatures that are that can literally fit in anyone's imagination or anyone can think of but that's just something that I, I really like about the Chippy's World um, and the, the collection is the fact that not only is it just different designs of him wearing wigs and costumes and all this other stuff, especially the backgrounds. I love the backgrounds with all the different multiple colors and stuff. But the fact that there were so many different creatures and friends that he had that if you didn't necessarily like the way Chippy looked, which is I find it really hard to believe because he's just so cute and adorable. But he has all these other monsters that maybe they're not as nice or maybe they don't maybe they're not as bad as they look you know so that was just something that i really liked and it showed that it had just massive potential to just play around in many different ways so um i want to congratulate you on that also because i know that that's not easy to do a lot of people uh tend to just bite off of other people's ideas in the sense of creating something similar and trying to pass it off as their own and it's like almost like the whole movie thing everyone has the franchise and they're just rebooting stuff instead of actually creating something new and and they, they don't want to take that risk so um it's just something that i know it's not easy as far as putting yourself out there starting something from scratch that you created and trying to get people to just fall in love with and really get interested in something that you created um you know from from nothing so i, I really want to congratulate you on that it's uh it's gotten my attention i own two of them i've won them and I'm holding on to them and um, might do something with one in the future. But I, I really loved having them in my wallet. I love having them in my collection. Um, but before we go any further into Chippy's world, what I wanted to ask you as far as working for Gary Vee and his team, what was that like? And what were like, is it as as to me? I don't know. I feel like it's a scary thing. Like I would love to work with Gary and his team. But at the same time, it's kind of intimidating because, you know, the track record that he has the amount of content that him and his team put out was that something scary or or and for anyone who's interested i also got the link up of him getting um how he got hired from gary also that's on one of the links that are up as well that's from his instagram so be sure to check that out how was that like how was it like actually getting hired uh, by gary on the spot and how was it like the first day you showed up working for gary yeah um <laughs> Um, it was awesome. Uh, I, uh, so basically just a quick high level story of how I got hired even was so crazy was, you know, I was working HR and recruiting. I was in human resources and recruiting um, for most of my career, the first six years of my career, um, spent four years at Amazon in, in HR and recruiting. 
Um, I was very good at HR. I'm still good at it. I was great at recruiting. It was actually very fun to be competitive and like hire good people for Amazon. Um, but I never loved it. It wasn't like something I woke up excited for. Um, and so I, and I always knew I always had a creative passion. I mean, look at Chippy's world. Like, obviously, I'm just a naturally, like, I'm a creative person. I love creating weird things. Um, but I didn't really have an outlet to do that. Long story short, it was 2018. I was working this, these jobs that, I, you know, they were okay. They weren't great to me because I just wasn't feeling creative enough. And um, like a lot of people, I loved Gary's content. And I saw at the time that Gary had just started a Facebook group called First in Line. At the time, like, Facebook groups were, like, the, you know, the coolest thing. And um, I joined the Facebook group just as like a fan, um, as, a, as a member. And uh, I was one of the first uh, people in the group. So uh, I was like one of the first 500 people in this group. And as the group's growing, um, I'm like everywhere. Like I'm in the comments, replying back to people. I'm helping people. I'm congratulating people, supporting people. Uh, I'm like referencing Gary's content and linking it to people. Like I'm just there not to do anything other than just like, I just loved helping people and being a part of the community. And uh, Team Gary at the time said, hey, we're looking for voluntary moderators. If you'd love to help us run this community, here's how you can apply. We're only going to hire four. I thought there was no way in hell I was going to get it because I'm like working in HR and recruiting. Um, but I went for it anyways. And Team Gary ended up uh, bringing me on as a moderator because they saw me everywhere. I was in every comment. And so that was kind of my like entry into Team Gary was I was a voluntary moderator, so not paid. Um, it was a part-time thing. There weren't any hours or anything. I was running this community. I was scaling this group. And so, you know, I would do my day job every day until like 6 p.m. And then I'd go home and get to work on this Facebook group. It was the most fun. I loved community management. So I did that for a year uh, for free. It was the most fun. And then uh, I happened to see that Gary was going to be speaking at an event like right next to my place. But I just didn't have the money to attend this event. And so I hit up Team Gary to give me a free ticket because I've been working for them for the last year with this Facebook group. And uh, I go to this event and um, I didn't really have a, an agenda. Like my only plan was to go to this event uh, and take a selfie with Gary. Like that was it. <laughs> if I could do that, I'm successful. And uh, I go to the event. I actually run into Gary in the hotel lobby really early on, get my selfie. And he's like, hey, I'll see you at my Q&A later. Uh, and that was it. And I couldn't believe it. Like I already got what I wanted to that day. I got my selfie. Uh, so I was really happy. And so uh, three hours later, Gary um, comes out on stage uh, and he announces it's going to be a Q&A. So like a lot of people, I get in line for the microphone. I have no idea what I'm going to go up and talk about. I just wanted to get in line to secure a position. Uh, and, and, you know, as the thing's happening, as it's getting closer to my turn, um, I decide I'm just going to go up there and talk about myself and see what happens. And so anyways, it's finally my turn. I go up to the microphone and I just start talking. I tell Gary like, hey, I'm, you know, I've been a moderator for your first in line group since last year. Um, huge fan. Uh, I currently live with five roommates and he loved that. So we, and it was cool. We were going like back and forth. I was like, Hey, I live with five roommates and he jumped in. He's like, no fucking way. I love that. And we were like going back and forth for like four minutes in this conversation while I was telling him all about me again, zero expectations. It was just talking. And, uh, at the very end I was like, well, I'm just going to tell him like my dream. So one day, maybe in 10 years, he'll hire me. And so I, you know, at the very end, I'm like, and this is the point in that video you can see, I'm like, Hey Gary, like my dream, like my ultimate dream is to be on Team Gary doing community management. Uh, and he jumped in. He's like, uh, do you want to move to New York? I said, yes. He's like, great, let's do it. And that was it. I got uh, my job on Team Gary, hired on the spot. Um, and so that was it. So that happened. And, um, and then I go up to Gary. It's this whole moment that's recorded. It's a big viral video. And he's like, email me. 
And sure enough, I emailed him that night. I was like, hey, Gary, it's me. You hired me today. <laughs> Hope you didn't forget. And like, just, I mean, to his word, like I think six hours later, his team was on it. Uh, they were working with me on a start date. I had a call the next week to find out more about me, make sure I wasn't like some crazy person. Um, and a couple months later, um, based on my own availability, uh, I moved to New York City to work on Team Gary as the newest resident. I fucking love that, man. That's so fucking amazing. I could tell that that must have been a real surreal moment to, for all that <laughs> to happen from going just to getting a picture and just talking to him to just turning into what it is or what it was. And, and that's amazing, man. Congratulations for, for being prepared. Um, I know a lot of people tend to think that, you know, situations like that just happen and it's just, oh, if I just show up. But I strongly believe it's one of those things that, you know, you have to be prepared for when you get that opportunity so that you're actually ready to to execute and actually, you know, go all in with whatever it is you have your you have a full potential for. Um, and I, like I said, you, you were doing all these drawings and everything where did you have anything prior to uh, working with Gary, like any ideas or any characters or was it only during the uh the whole lockdown situation that you started making monsters like is there anything that you have hidden in a safe somewhere of like a character or something that you made that you never really put out there yet that could possibly join the chippy's world oh that's a good question um no i don't think so i mean maybe there is i have to go check but not really i mean to be honest again i was working hr i'd kind of given up my dreams to do anything art but i was like oh the world just doesn't want me to do art that's great i'll scribble on my own time like no one cares that's fine and um, growing up, that's what I always felt because, you know, I went to college for art. It didn't work out. Like, it just never worked out. Um, and I just wanted to create weird things. Like, that was it. I, I never wanted to be some, like, you know, polished artist. I was just like, no, I just want to create monsters and weird things and, like, create stories. Like, I just want to do that forever. And I just could never find a way to do it. And so, no, I, I was just doing the adult, responsible adult thing. I was, you know, moving up in, my, in the corporate ladder at Amazon and stuff like that. Obviously, I got my... Um, you know, shot with Team Gary now moving to New York City, I'm coming in, I, I was the newest resident. So residency is like a six month program on Team Gary where, you know, it's, it's kind of like an internship, like you, you're there for six months, you feel them out, they feel you out. And hopefully at the end of the six months, you get promoted to full time, which is what happened to me. And so my only goal was like, let's do this. Like, let me really like go out there, learn a lot, befriend everyone, really get to know them, but crush it. Like, I want to make sure this is the best fucking hire Gary ever got. And <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and uh, anyways, I go to New York City and that was my focus. And I never, to be honest, I wasn't thinking about drawing or art or anything. I was just having such a blast going to Team Gary every day, uh, being in those rooms when the Ask Gary V lives were happening. You know, if you're watching it through, let's say, YouTube or Instagram, I was the one holding the cameras. I was there in the room. The energy was there uh, in those late night, you know, meetings with Gary and the team. It was so much fun. I, I loved every second of it. And then COVID happened. And so now we're working at home and that's when i was like wait a second i've got two hours back in my day where i'm not commuting um i'm also done you know one thing with team gary was everyone at vayner would leave the offices like i mean usually like 5 6 p.m team gary i mean i was there some nights to like 10 11 because just we were just there was so much cool stuff to do and talk about and work on you know you there was no easy way to end it um and, and i mean then the best way is actually really fun but during lockdown like we were at home so i didn't have like people just to hang out with till 11 p.m at the office i was done at like 6 p.m so I had all these hours back and that's, you know, like I mentioned, that's when I started drawing and creating Chippy and all my art stuff again. I love that, man. I love the fact that, that you just stay trying to look for ways to stay productive 
and um, you know you took advantage of the situation and instead of you looking at like oh I got nothing to do you flipped it and you looked at it like oh these hours or this time that I put in commuting or the money that I spent commuting and you actually took it to do something productive and you went and you took the money that you were wasting on commuting going here and there and you actually put it to getting a tablet and starting to do more productive stuff so I, I really like that it, it took me a while to get into that and I like hearing other people going through that creative process and going through those I call them like you know potholes and speed bumps in life of uh, whether you should or shouldn't take this road because it looks a little too rough or it's just scary because it's something new and different and you haven't seen anyone else go that route so I want to thank you for uh, coming on and for sharing um, before we end this is there anything you would like to share with anyone that's coming up with Chippy's World or any new um, events that you're having regarding any live showings for I mean any live streams for your drawings or anything like that that you want to let anybody know about <laughs> no I uh, so actually I'm in a funny place right now I'm actually moving uh, from Texas to North Carolina so uh, for the next like week week and a half things are gonna be funny there's no lives even though they normally happen on fridays but if you're interested if you like chippies if you like what you've heard um check out our discord in particular i think that's very positive fun uh it's it's not like a lot of other discords by the way it's it's very small uh and, and slower which i'm really into if you've heard me talk i'm really into like slow organic growth so check it out come say hi ask any questions uh, i'm an open book i know the community loves to help um so just come check us out and, and we're happy to help you in any way Thank you so much, Zane. I really appreciate you coming by and sharing all the information on Chippy's World and giving your time. Before, before we go out of here and we close out, I hope everybody has downloaded the POAP app. If not, the link is up above on a pinned tweet for uh, you to download the app um, and for you to collect today's POAP, okay? Today, we're going to be doing something different. It is the first time that I am attempting to use a secret word for us to claim our POAP today. And I'm going to be doing it with you guys. So let's open our POAP app. As soon as you open it, you're going to go down to the right-hand corner where it says Mint. You're going to click on Mint. Then you'll see three options come up, secret word, scan QR, and enter code. You're going to hit secret word. And today's secret word for our POAP that's going to commemorate this, uh, this space <laughs> is chocolate chip. Let's go. All right. Chocolate chip. I love that. Let me see some emojis or any reactions from people in the audience. If you were able to claim, please, let's do some hearts or anything like that. Again, if you open your POAP app, you go down to the right-hand corner where it says Mint. Then you're going to click Secret Word. And today's secret word is Chocolate Chip. Separated, there's space between each word, and each word has a capital C in the beginning. All right, I hope you guys claimed that. I hope you got it. Again, thank you, Zane, for coming through. I apologize. I know I was a little all over the place with the questions and everything. I was just a little nervous. <laughs> but uh, thank you for coming by, man. I really appreciate it. I love your project. Everybody, please make sure you claim that PO app in the future. It's going to give you access to something very special. 
Um, I want to thank everybody for coming and joining the space and tuning in and showing love and sharing the space. Um, all everyone who retweeted, liked, please be sure to go and follow Zane. Please be sure to go and follow his project, Chippy's World. Um, I really appreciate all the love and support. Thank you guys again, Zane. Thank you so much for uh, coming in. Um, I was going to try and keep this a little shorter, but we actually ran a little bit longer than I, I thought we would. Um, but thank you so much for giving me your time and all the information that you shared with us today, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me on. No, this was a lot of fun and I'm happy to do it in the future too. Um, this is good, man. Have a good rest of your day. You too. Thank you very much. I love you guys. Stay safe. Take care. This has been another episode of Clocking Out. I'll holla at you on the next one. Peace.